Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness. And what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. This is where we have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Today's topic is love. When discussing the origin of love, Many reflect on Plato's philosophical text, Symposium, and the satirical story spoken by Aristophanes, a well-respected playwright. According to Aristophanes, there were once three kinds of people, the male who came from the sun, the female who came from the earth, and the androgynous figure who came from the moon and had both male and female aspects. Each of these humans had a round body with four arms and four legs, with eight limbs in total. They also had two faces on each side of their head with four ears. When they walked, they walked both backwards and forwards and ran by going in a circular motion, like a cartwheel. Despite their goofy appearance, they were wild, unruly, and quite powerful, and they threatened to take over the heavens. So Zeus cut them each into two, separating them into two bodies. After, the severed humans were so miserable that they went searching for their other half immediately. When they found their other half, they immersed themselves in them, hoping to grow as one. And as a result, they began dying from self-neglect and hunger. They became lost in their other half, or lost in love. In his speech, Aristophanes says, Love is born into every human. It calls back the halves of our original nature together, It tries to make one out of two and heal the wound of human nature. Each of us, then, is a matching half of a human whole, and each of us is always seeking the half that matches him. When a person meets the half that is his very own, something wonderful happens. The two are struck from their senses by love, by a sense of belonging to one another, and by desire, and they don't want to be separated from one another, not even for a moment. Ironically, Plato himself did not believe in this kind of romantic love, yet thousands of years later, his myth actually holds truth. We humans are still trying to find our other half, or so-called love. We all want it. Perhaps it's because, like Greek philosophers have mentioned, we, are hum- we humans are inherently wounded, looking for things to help nurture and heal us, and love may just be the thing. In fact, scientists have proven that love, whether it's romantic, familial, friendly, or even with ourselves, promotes emotional and mental well-being. It changes the chemistry of our brain temporarily. Increased levels of the feel-good neurotransmitters, dopamine and oxytocin, flood our brains when we are in love, which make us happier and with a greater sense of self-worth, self-esteem, and self-acceptance. These happy hormones can also make us crave the people we love, as well as cause a distraction to pain. Of course, falling out of love also has its approven effects on our brains, bodies, and hearts, which aren't so great, but equally as strong. Love is a very primal and basic human instinct. There are various types of love and ways in which people express it. It is the most powerful feeling in human existence, yet it also exists in bardo and transcends death. Love is limitless. Stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we'll be discussing love and share what this means to us. And remember, if you'd like intuitive coaching advice on anything, feel free to message us on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's HYP, or call in. 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, 
compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for a Sterra skincare mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Estera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing love. If you have a question, need some advice, or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call one 888 298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Okay, I'm laughing. I'm just laughing. <laughs> Why is that? Because I love the things you find. Oh. Those are just, it's so good. <laughs> Thank and, you. And also, I'm kind of a nerd, if I you love, haven't noticed. Well, no, I love it, but it's kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Now I have to rethink things because according to this story, then I am looking for someone to complete me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so then that blows everything. You know, we had Jerry Maguire, right. right? You complete me, and everybody had a fit over that. And this was so long before Jerry Maguire. I know. And so now <laughs> it's like, oh, no, that's actually what we're doing yeah. is finding someone to fit. Well, right? I used to also have four arms and four legs. So that's the part I'm <laughs> I trying know, to right? imagine. Well, the, cart, so. the cartwheel thing. Imagine how cool. much we could have gotten done mm-hmm. in a day. Yeah. But no, when I was actually reading the the myth, right, I actually took it as when you're finding your other half is that you're actually finding that other part of you that you suppressed or that you suppress in your life Mm -hmm. with all your limiting beliefs and everything else. So to me, I took the other half as not so much as, you know, someone romantically, which it could be also, but finding your other part of you that you suppressed and put in the dark. I like that better than thinking of I'm searching for someone to complete me. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it just it just kind of cracked me up. We, depending upon this is different perspective, right? Right. Of, of the story, but I do like that it talks about wounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and also when we were talking about 
when you're looking for the other half and to be immersed in them. Lose yourself. And you lose yourself. I thought, codependency. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh, I know that one. (laughs) Right? Right. You know, that's been in all my, my, my story. Mm-hmm. you know, of love. It's like getting lost in something. Or even in the beginning of a relationship, mm-hmm. that's usually what you do, right? You just get, you you tune the rest of the world out. Yeah. You but, silent over there. No, I'm just thinking, there's a lot to un- unpack. <laughs> there's a lot brewing <laughs> in his head. I know, I can see his wheels turn. When you're talking about why we love and what draws us to a person and yeah. what's healthy and what's unhealthy. And I mean, it's a, there's a lot there. Right. Good and bad. I mean, 100%, or just yeah, yeah, heavy and light. Well, it's true, and I and I do like there. You know, as you talked about, um, very, love is very primal and basic human instinct, mm-hmm. and we all are searching for it. We all are mm-hmm. because that's the number one thing most people talk about. Coaching therapy. It's like I'm. I want to find the love of my life, and some people think there's only one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, has there only been one in your guys' life? <laughs> you uh, go first. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, are we on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to go too far off on a tangent, but like, you know, I think when you're young, you define love one way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm, which right. is romantic love. And then for me, I think when I had my daughter, I was introduced to a whole different kind of love. Mm -hmm. And that really changed my definition and sent me down this path of how I define love. And we can totally talk about that. So I I think, no, I mean, I've been in love romantically and in intimate partnerships many times in my life. I don't think there's just one person. I think we evolve and what we are attracted to changes over time, hopefully, as we grow. Uh, and hopefully it just gets better and better. And I think it's a it's a process to learn, learn about yourself, learn about what you want. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's many different kinds of love. And I think romantic love is the is can be the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Right? I think like when you have a love for a child, you just open your heart and want to just take care of this being. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different experience where you have different expectations. Um, but when you are in romantic love, oof, man, you are like, they have to be a certain thing for you. They have to, mm-hmm. you know, show up every day in a certain way. Like, there's lots of rules. It's complicated. Yeah. But you learn a lot about yourself. You want, hopefully. You know. I mean, yeah, that's the, that, I think that's <laughs> one of the main things about having romantic love and intimate partnerships in your life is that you can learn so much about yourself. I think that's kind of the goal. About love. To learn about yourself. To learn about yourself. Because, you know, and looking at it through like the lens I I like to look at life through is is everything is a mirror. Mm -hmm. And I can learn more about myself on a deeper level. I I can only do so much work on my own. Right? And then when you get in a relationship, you get triggered. You see different things. Things irritate you or you love about them. Well, that shows what you have within yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so I've learned so much more about me through everything. That's why, you know, I can look at, at relationships instead of heartbreak. It's like, what did I get from that? What did I learn? Now, do I have to ask, as you both went through, <clears throat> excuse me, your dis-ease and you had more self-love, did you find that you were seeing people's fullest potential and loving that part of them that wasn't there yet, <laughs> but making it exist? By loving myself more? Right. Yes. It did bring in more compassion for me. Mm-hmm. It did. It, I still got irritated. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it did bring in more compassion. I was able to see more of their story, more of what they're going through, if that's what you're talking mm-hmm. about, to be able to hold a different space. Right. And it also showed me where I was holding a space for them where they weren't holding themselves, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then we can't always do that because it's not our responsibility. No. (laughs) How about you, Rory? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I learned, and maybe all of us have the hard way, that like when I enter into relationships, I would usually see the person for their potential, mm-hmm. not yes. for the reality, mm-hmm. right? And so I'd be dating the potential. Yes. And that's not, one, that's not fair to anybody. And that's also not real love, right? Like that's not loving what's right in front of you. That's, that's loving the, 
what the person can be. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, none of us are operating at our best, you know? Like, we try, but, like, life's challenging. So we all have our ups and downs. But, you know, yeah, I've realized that that's something I have to, I have to not do. I have to accept somebody for exactly who they are and know that they may never change. And do I love that version of them? And if I do, then that's the person I should be with. Well, and it takes a little while to get there. We're all on our best foot, right? And so, like, you were talking about the chemicals, the little happy hormones. Poof. Yeah. You know, I have felt those. Mm-hmm. It's all exciting. And then they wear off. <laughs> You're like, oh, you irritate me. <laughs> or, oh, I still like you. You know what I mean? I mean, there is like, or it's I. that whole ir- love is a drug. Yeah. yeah. It's like, or they discover that about me. And, and it does take a little time, you know, to be able to do so, you know, I think there are those chemicals that it, it's like when babies are born, right? The oxytocin is what is what bonds the mother and the child, right? The release of that. And so that is the same thing for when we meet certain people. But I also think love has a purpose, too, um, in relationship to the different t- kinds of love. And I'd like your thoughts on this is is that there's also love for teaching us, mm-hmm. right? There's different relationships. There's different forms of love. And maybe it's just liking or it's infatuation, but it teaches us some things that we need to know about ourselves. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I guess what I hear you saying is like there's a there's a energy that brings two people together Mm -hmm. and that that energy, even even if the relationship doesn't last for very long, there's the potential to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I mean, when you think about why do we love? Right. Right. Well, why are we so drawn towards other people? Well, it's a reminder. I think love serves as a reminder of who we are or who we can be. Right. Do you want to? Well, where <laughs> we like, came from, huh. also. Yes. Right? Well, yeah. It's the there frequency yes. of where we came from. And so I'm I feel like, going, where we it going feels with that like home. Right. Well, it does feel like home. And, and I think, and that's one thing that I have been discovering as I have learned that I have. I've been looking so much outside of myself to be filled up, kind of like looking for the completion, but really just soulmate or whatever, you know, focusing on these different types that I forgot that it has to start inside Uh, me. mm -hmm. Right. And so, but I've learned that through these relationships, I've learned, it's like, well, that's not working and that's not working. Wait, I still feel empty. Wait, I'm excited. I'm happy. I I care for this person. But wait a minute. Why do I feel like this on the Mm -hmm. inside? Knowing now, you know, as I've learned, it's like, oh, wait. It's because they can't fill me up. It's like having a hole inside of me that only I can feel, which is basically who am I in there and where do I come from? And that's love, Mm -hmm. right? So how do I connect back to that? Yeah, and just like you were saying with the different types as far as what, remember the ancient Greeks and yes, <laughs> different types of storge and agape and yes. yeah, eros. eros. Yeah, that mm-hmm. passionate love. And philousia. Yeah, that philousia. Isn't that the mother love? Yeah, the self-love actually. The self-love. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're all different ways that we found to access love while we're here. Mm-hmm. And I believe and I think, you know, that love is the energy of God and in the universe and that at any moment we can tap in and connect with that but most of us have not been taught how to do it and so we find all these ways in life to go out and get love Mm -hmm. right because I think that we are just because I think we don't have a very strong connection to that something greater Mm -hmm. so I think we can at any point tap into that and, Mm -hmm. and get that love and that feeling when we connect to something you know God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. But in the absence of that, which I think most people are probably existing in a state where they don't get that very often, right? The right. world's scary and crazy and there's a lot going on. And, and so we, we seek it in all of these other ways, romantic partnerships, children, giving back to society, like whatever it is, there's lots of ways to kind of fill your cup. Mm-hmm. But I think, as you said, Brenda, I don't know if any of them will truly fill your cup. Yeah. Right. Well, and then also in those different types of love that you're receiving, there's varying types of love, right? Yeah. Based on what you feel you deserve, based on what you feel you, you or what you have experienced, or even just your relationship with your caretaker as a child will kind of set the stage for the type of love that you're going to attract. And so I do believe that it, love is also, it's a learning game. 
you know. And so the more, like we were saying here, <laughs> the more that you love yourself, you then change that frequency of the love that you attract in. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like to be pessimistic, but you're right. I mean, we're trained that love is a certain combination from our childhood. Mm-hmm. And then you seek that thing out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that that's a healthy dynamic, right? Right. But it is what makes you feel in love when you complete that dynamic, even when it's really unhealthy. Oh, I did that. <clears throat> well, I think most people I think most people do that, right? And as yeah. you and you mentioned Well, but there's a and there's a reason in that. Of course. I mm-hmm. you know the way that I look at it, not everybody does, but you know, I think we all have that kind of there is a purpose in it. There's a reason for that for us to be able to kind of see the opposite of it because we come in with that love and that connection and then we're kind of conditioned and programmed we, we you know our environment what we looking at like that and and so what looks familiar or feels familiar energetically or love wise is what i went after and it was like oh i don't like this i mean at first it was like oh this is supposed to work mm. but then i kept feeling so taken advantage of or abused and, you know, put myself in these situations. It's just like, what, what is this love? And then I started asking that. And I think that's what changes to what I'm willing to receive, what kind of love I'm ready for, mm. what I'm, what's next. Right. You know, and then you get another example or another exercise in what love <laughs> is growth opportunity. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but I think that there is a purpose in that in all of that and allows us to expand and to grow into more of what we're, what, who, like you were saying, back to Sakura, what you said, back to who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's a big philosophical. No, I, it's true, but it's unfortunate because it's not what we're taught. No. Right? no. What you're taught from whatever it is, media, is that you're going to find your true love and you're going to get married and have children and, and you're going <laughs> to be Hollywood, happy, right? The Hollywood movies aren't true? No, no. Oh, well, right, right. But, but if you were taught that, <laughs> that each relationship offers growth opportunities and yeah. lessons and that some relationships are not are not meant to last the test of time. And the important thing is like, you know, learning good boundaries and mm-hmm. learning about yourself. Yes. And, but we're not you're not taught that. So no. your definition of success is wrong just right from the beginning. Right. And your definition of love. One hundred percent. Well, and that goes back to, you know. Can love fade? Can love fade? Like if you're with a person and you're growing, like you're witnessing each other, like you're complimenting each other, like they say a relationship, a good relationship is about when you're both kind of whole coming into a relationship, mm-hmm. complimenting, witnessing each other, you know, helping each other be the best person they can be. Okay. Can that love fade? Well, I would say that since I am recently married and, feel I have. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Thank you. I found a true love, right? There's yeah. multiple true loves, um, and I'm definitely happy. But I'm in that space where all the limiting beliefs that I have have made me insecure mm-hmm. about the relationship, right? Like, how long will this last? Do I deserve to be happy? What does this really look like? I've never seen this before. So it's, you know, un- uncharted territory, and I don't really know. All I can do is be grateful but I don't know what this looks like. So it's scary and it makes me anxious. And <laughs> Right? So I yeah. think what cannot make it last is you getting in your own way. Mm. You both getting in your own way, right? And so it's not that you need to constantly reassure each other that you love each other because I think that just will happen innately, just even energetically, right? But, yeah. Yeah. I think as we get older, the success goes up. As far as love? Well, I mean, yeah, when you're younger, things are messy. You don't know a lot. You're you don't learning. know yourself, yeah. And I also think that once a certain amount of damage has been done in a relationship, it's really hard to come back from that. Right. So I think as you get older, you have better communication. You know yourself mm-hmm. better. You know what you want. Hopefully you pick a partner that's able to meet you there. And so you don't create a bunch of damage that is really hard to take back. I don't think everyone is there, though. No, I really no, don't. right, right. But I think yeah. I think your success, like your rate, is a little higher. Of success, <laughs> yeah, kind of, as you get older, because yeah. you get to know yourself. The bar graph uh-huh. continues to go up versus 
plunge yeah. quite often. And, and I know I think I like that because that is true because the, it, with everything I've gone through, like I say, I've learned to look at it not as failing, but what have I learned about myself in this? It's right. an opportunity. And I know that sounds all, you know, fluffy, but it's not. It's true. Because if I'm going to learn to even like myself, right, because if mm-hmm. I base it off of what everybody, how everybody's treated me, I'm sunk. Mm-hmm. So how can I take these things and learn from them? And then realize that love is a choice. Love is a choice. And as I've gone through several marriages, and I'm in one now, and that every day with the different health challenges that's come up for us, it's like really making it a choice. And that every day getting to choose again and also be able to have great communication, mm-hmm. also having... To, being willing to love each other differently because we've changed. And so it's that, I think this true love and keeping it going is about that. It's, you don't just fall in, like they, you know, teach you, you don't just fall in love and you live happily ever after. This does take some work Mm -hmm. and it takes some consciousness and willingness to be able to make it work or not. That's a choice. Yeah. So choosing to fall in love every day. Yeah. I like really. that. I love that. All right. We're going to have to take a quick break. But don't forget, if you have a question about love, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Or call in at 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. URAskinandmind.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing love. If you have a question or need some advice, Message us on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Yeah, so one of the things you said, Brenda, was 
the the question. Oh, what was it, Brenda Sakura? Uh, <laughs> you know, like does love fade? Right. It was Brenda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and so you know, I don't I don't think love fades. I think that we just close our hearts. It, we over, fade. Yeah. I, yeah. I think <laughs> over time we close our hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Words were said. Things were done. We felt like the, our partner doesn't care anymore. We slowly start to close our hearts, and that's and that's that's not love fading. That's you, like you mentioned. It's kind of it's not it's a, maybe a subconscious choice. Mm-hmm. It's right. this thing that's happening on on your end or maybe both ends where you, now you're just maybe it's been replaced with anger, yeah. right, or other emotions. And so I think that's the destruction of the relationship over time. And so I really do think it's about staying conscious of that and trying not to trying to have as little damage as possible in the relationship. Yeah. Otherwise you're creating that isolation and Yeah, you're you feel alone in a relationship. Well, and questioning that. If I start to feel that, which I have in the past, right? Instead of knowing what to do, you know, you just let the separation grow and then what ends up is betrayal or yeah. anger right. and all of that. And so and that's what happens when we're not paying attention. We're not to communicating. We're not communicating yeah. and we're not paying attention to our own selves. What is my need? What is mm-hmm. my want? We got all that stuff in there, those beliefs and patterns that we carry from the caretakers, like you said, sure, back yeah. then. And we can let them show up. Our self-esteem can be low. We can be going through a hard time and we're not recognizing each other's growth or non-growth. But I'm only responsible for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's my job to tell my partner what I'm needing and wanting. And I wasn't doing that before. So how can he, he can't, he can't read my mind. Mm, (laughs) Doesn't have ESP. I've said that line many times. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. It's not about fading. I think it's about making a choice to, to, to encourage it, Mm -hmm. to be seen and heard, to be seen and heard. I have to allow myself to be seen and heard. Right. Which is why I think a lot of the marriages that have, you know, long marriages with children and once the children leave then the marriage falls apart and it's really not that that was the instigator right right it was it was falling apart for a long time yeah but as you were saying there was no communication and then there was this loss of identity yes which was created through the children but well we grow right because i i have a client's 20-year marriage and they're going through this and it's like does everything just fall apart at 20 years it's like well it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. it can but it doesn't have to if you want to make it work, if both parties do, right? But that involves some work, some being willing, some vulnerability mm-hmm. and communication and seeing where each other's at because maybe the time is done. Maybe it is time to move on, but you don't know that unless you talk about it. And that takes out the bitterness that we close our hearts down about. Right. But you were talking about, Rory, about yeah. closing down. That bitterness, that resentment will close us down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather try to put in a little bit of effort every day than try to repair something after years and and years. Yeah, yeah. and it took us a while to get there. So hopefully, some younger kids will grab onto this and learn from it and and make some changes so that they don't have to be. You know, I don't. I'm not going to say how many relationships in before we get it. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to some of the messages we have for today, Eric. Yes, Darcy from Bellingham says, how do you know if you're really in love? Mm. <laughs> Who's, who wants it? There's this device. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a quiz. <laughs> there's uh, a quiz. Cosmo has all these uh, quizzes. No, yeah. no, we're just kidding. I think there's varying degrees of love for each person. And again, as we were saying earlier, based on your traumas, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, for me, my indicators are that it's easy, there's no drama, there's no anxiety, there's no walking on eggshells, there's no jealousy, there's no needing to change myself or wanting to change them. And there's this level of equality where no one has to wear the pants, no one has to make all the rules. It's just being, trusting, growing, and nurturing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. More of that. Recipe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's different phases, right? There's the yeah. initial phase where you just feel giddy, right? Yes. And I think, you know, it takes about three months to really get to know someone. So I would say, like, hold your horse a little bit, really get <laughs> to know the person. And then, you know, when you're, like, into six months where things are, you know, you've gone through some stuff and you're really starting to see people's true colors, right? I think you're into another phase. But as you mentioned, it's really about knowing yourself, knowing what you want, 
and then not projecting something unrealistic on this person as well. Right. right? Like, are you just seeing what you want to see or are you seeing the reality? But, but I think, you know, like, I think there's initial love and then there's like r- real love where you're, you really want to create a life with this person. And those are just two very different things. Infatuation and deeper yeah. love. Well, and I think it's trusting yourself because we don't know, you know, Darcy, and what your experience is. And so when we've got some experience under our belt, we can draw on that and say, as part of these things familiar? What about this person do I enjoy? What don't I like? And start to really look at it. I know it sounds clinical because <laughs> we all want to go, oh, they make me so happy. And, but, you know, if you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't do anything when you're not with them, that's kind of, you know, I, I don't know if that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's what Holly, you know, that's what, what, that's what we're taught. It's like, oh, wow, that passionate, which there's a time and a place for that. But it's more like, like you guys were just talking about. It's more like knowing that it's, it's more like a complimenting each other. It's, it's where I don't have to change myself and I don't want to change them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's an acceptance of each other. But it's also that gut kind of, I really like being around this person and I want to know more about them. Yeah, the feelings. And I'm, I'm feeling like I'd like them to know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they, as you mentioned, did they make you a, a better person? Yeah. Right? Yeah, do, do they, they love and you? accept yeah. you for who you are? Yes. Are they putting you up? Right? I mean, when you're picking a person to dedicate your life to, it's pretty important that that person is going to make your life better in as many ways as possible. And as you mentioned, it's, you don't want to, it shouldn't be clinical. Yeah. But you do need to think about these things, right? When you start investing yourself and all of your time into another person. And like yeah. you said earlier, we're not taught this. Right. No. It's something that we all learn. But if we can, you know, learn this younger, just think the difference the relationships would be, <laughs> the world would be. We should start a college. <laughs> oh, I, I like love it. college. Okay. Ooh. Thank you, Darcy, for the help. We're going to start a college. <laughs> Thank In you. In Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's go back to our messages. Ada in Olympia writes and says, when is the right time to say, I love you? Oh, a good one. Let's hear it from Rory's perspective. After the first date? (laughs) In the middle of the first date. (laughs) It depends on what she drives. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Ooh, okay, there's another episode there. (laughs) Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah? I think it's individual. Yeah. I mean, it depends upon, again, the feelings. It depends upon, because we go by feeling. Right. And is it to where I really want to I feel like this person helps me be a better person. I really want to know more about them. Um, I smile more, you know, when I think of them, but I I can still get my day done. (laughs) I can still do other things. You know, I can still. So it's it's like that. It's like moving along. I don't think there's a, a certain time to say I love you because each circumstance is different or relationship mm-hmm. is different. But it's the most fearful words. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> that you will express. And you're taking you know, a risk, right? Uh, absolutely. You're but that's what, that's what falling in love is, right? It is. But I think uh, you're right. Sit in your feelings. Sit yes, in your feelings and distinguish if it's lust or love. Because if it's coming from a place of insecurity, mm-hmm. then that person's going to pick up on that. And you may not get the appropriate response. And if you think I have to say I love them to keep them. Right. Yeah. Don't, that no, too. Don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Just right. leading them on. Yeah. But definitely don't settle for I loke you. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Well, I had the pleasure of dating a gentleman who would not say I love you. But he said, it's, but, I li- but it's more than like. I more than like you. So I loke you. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> that probably didn't last very long, huh? But also, you know, you may not hear it back right away. Yeah. And it may take some time. And that also can depend on you know, what your partner has been through and what programs and traumas they're experiencing. So give it some time before you start attacking it, right, or being sarcastic about it. Or pulling away from it. If you you are vulnerable enough to say, I love you, be open to that and have a a talk about it, communicate Mm -hmm. about it, have a conversation. And even before you say I love you, you could have a conversation. Yeah. About, like, how do you know? 
Have you ever been loved before? Mm-hmm. You know, what does love feel like to you? And that right there can just like soften, you know, when you're not coming out directly. And then that, and then that can lead to I love yous. Yeah. yeah, I would just be curious about why you want to say it too. As you mentioned, like, do you need yeah. to hear something back? Do you just want to express yourself, mm-hmm. right? You Where know, is just, it coming from? Yeah, just be curious about that as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do we have time for one more message there, Art? I loke those responses. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, let's. That was let's, great, Eric. <laughs> really quick. Uh, Xander from Charlotte says, what is the difference between love and romantic love? Sex. Mm, well, <laughs> no? I don't, sex not is the right not answer. Romantic, no. always. <laughs> I, I think romantic love is temporary, right? I think the love you feel for your husband or wife, I mean, there's some romance in it, but that's bigger mm-hmm. than romance, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think of romantic love as kind of a temporary love versus like real love, like the love you have for a child, the love you have for your spouse that you've been with for a long time that you would do anything for. Is so much greater than romantic love. I think romantic love is a subset of. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree. No, let's hear <laughs> I don't it. Know. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, I, I think romantic love can be unconditional as well. I mean, you're you're like Plato uh, right now. He didn't believe in romantic yeah, love. He I, thought I, I be, I've experienced it. I just don't know if I think it's like. I think it's the thing that attracts you to someone initially. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's like real love. But I, I think, as Brenda was saying earlier, what makes a relationship last or what makes the love last in a relationship is being romantic every day, showing up for that person every day. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I get your point there. What would you say? Well, then? it depends upon the definition of romantic love. Yeah, that's yeah. Again, true. it's personal. I mean, I'm, I'm so into, like, definitions of things lately. It's like what I define for me may not be what my partner defines. It's the same, and that's what I'm finding with these differences. And it's like, okay, so, but I think that love is encompassing, like you're talking about Sakura and Rory, that it's all together. I think that romantic love is in love. Mm. I think it's a piece of it. I think it's a part of it. And I do think that we need to have that to keep that, to keep going. It's like a facet. It's a facet. Mm -hmm. And so depending upon what your definition of romance is, it would be a part of love. Right. If it's all romantic, if it's all passion, if that's what their definition is, then no, you don't have enough foundation to keep going. That's going to fade because there's going to be another one to replace that or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I think romantic love can be a part of love. I think it depends upon if you want to be in it for a longer period of time. And I think it's important that we add romance to that foundational love piece to keep building on it. Like little love notes or little phone calls oh, or texts. Yeah. There's little things that you do that you've talked to your partner about mm-hmm. and you both know that help because that's what keeps the romance going. Even that's what they say in, in long term. Even after the sex is stopped in a relationship, they say that they still are romantically involved because of that. Yeah. Because there's a sweet nothings they whisper or the different <laughs> things that they do, right? The little flower that they give. So I don't know if that all helped. Right, but. Right. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. 
Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Be sure to check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. Hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's ask Spirit for more insight on love. Today, I will be pulling a card from Colette Baron reeds Enchanted Maps Oracle Card Deck. And so the, <laughs> the card I pulled is Into the Unknown. Colette writes, trust and all will be revealed. Life is an adventure, and often new opportunities will arise that you won't know how to deal with. This is one of those times. You're required to trust that this new phase will reveal wonders and miracles as you step into unknown territory. Imagine that you are not a pathfinder, but a path maker. And I'd also like to add that Spirit is asking you to drop your expectations and your focus on what love used to be like for you. This love in regards to all relationships— And immediately when you set the stage for how love has been, you're already limiting the opportunity for love to come in differently or even better. So trust the uncharted path. Oftentimes the unknown works out better than what we know. And be open to receiving as well. I get it that love is easier to give uh, most times, but you need it too. Mm, I like that. That's very fitting. You always pull the perfect card. Yeah. Yeah, I like the whole part about, um, you know, we base what we think the future is going to give us on our past. Mm-hmm. And how often do you imagine even greater things for yourself? And that comes with love too, right? Yeah. You've had a bunch of relationships that have gone a certain direction and that subconsciously or consciously you kind of predict that forward versus yeah. like imagining that it could work out. It could be different. You could have what you want. Mm-hmm. And so, or you hold yourself back right? Yeah. based on that, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I really, I really loke you, but um, I'm just going to keep gonna a stick piece with of you me back. Forever. It's going to stick forever. <laughs> no, and I think it's also, so it's one of the therapies that we do in hypnosis, right, is mm-hmm. to do this future self and to see this, you know, whatever you have never experienced un- unrolling. And it's really hard for people to sit in it because mm-hmm. they've never experienced it. And, and like you said, Brenda, you become that obstacle for yourself most yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Thank you. Brenda brings it back around. I've loved our conversation today. <laughs> so, what you know, what I've learned about love is that if I don't have it for myself, it's really challenging to have it with others in a meaningful way or for any length of time past that in initial surge of happy hormones like we talked about. There are so many of us that hold so much shame and guilt that we aren't even able to look ourselves in the mirror, right? 
for more than a few seconds as we put on makeup or do our hair, let alone love ourselves and be able to be vulnerable with someone else like we were talking about, which is an important part of being in relationship with someone is feeling safe. If you are struggling with even liking yourself, let alone loving yourself, it might be helpful to do a daily practice of being willing, emphasis on willing, (laughs) to look at yourself in the mirror and say something out loud that you like about yourself or at least are willing to like about yourself. Is it your eyes? Is it your hair? Maybe your fingernails? Is it that you are kind to others? What is something about you that you can like? Try this for two weeks. Be willing to be with the feelings that come up. In fact, writing them down will help you to uncover any thoughts you are having that could be keeping you stuck in this area. And it also shows you proof or evidence that you are making changes toward liking yourself. Our brains need proof. If we just leave it up to our thoughts about it, well, that can lead us down the rabbit hole (laughs) that we've already been in and want to get out of. It's amazing what we can discover as you allow the energy of curiosity to bring you to the mirror each day, exploring what is behind those negative words you've been saying to yourself so you can experience what your heart really has to say to you. That's awesome. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Here's Rory's Reflections. True love is not infatuation or a temporary condition. It's a frequency, a vibration, the vibration of the universe or what some would call God. True love is a state of being that exists and is available in every moment to all of us and that we humans have learned to access in a few consistent and repeatable ways. Some through the creation of intimate partnerships, some through the love of raising a child, some through the love of giving back to society, some through the development of self-love, and some through forging a deeper connection to God or to the divine. What all these have in common is the creation of a set of conditions where we're able to be fully present in the moment, to see the bigger picture and meaning of life, to fully access and open our hearts, and to connect to something deeper and greater than just ourselves. True love isn't conditional, and it isn't judgmental. It's simply the act of existing from our hearts, no matter what the conditions are around us. It's not easy, and maybe one of the hardest lessons to master while we're here. But doing so can make all the difference in our own lives, and how we see and show up in the world around us. Fantastic Mm -hmm. wrap-up. Oh my gosh, Rory, that was beautiful. Yeah, being present in the moment and existing. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you really are feeling love, you have those conditions. Right. Yeah. You are fully there. Your heart is wide open. You yeah. are like in the moment and it can happen in lots of different ways. And seeing the bigger picture and meaning of life. I love that. Awesome. Thanks again. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our lovely producer, KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. So what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing forgiveness, where we'll talk about what it is and isn't, and some actual steps to begin your forgiveness process. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSutter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays from 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach so you can live your best life.